Hi guys, welcome to episode two of No Stone Unturned. Today I'm I you have five. <laughs> You're a free host today. We we have our special guest host who sometimes shows up, Will. Hello. We have our resident nutcase, Ash. Mm. And uh, we have I just set fire to two cockroaches in in a pond. Me. <laughs> Tell us more about that, Craig. <laughs> okay. Um. So. To clarify, they they were already dead, and uh, they were uh, Indian domino cockroaches. They were they were my pets, and I thought we we give them Viking funeral, and uh, it it didn't go very well. The fire kind of died out straight away. So <laughs> cockroaches. No, <laughs> too soon, bro. Jesus. No, just got cooked. Rather than cockroaches going to Valhalla where they belong, they are just cooked cockroaches on a log. Currently sat next to us. It's thinking the pub. Looking mighty yeah. tasty over there. Yeah, is it getting smoky out in here? <laughs> I've built the little raft and I thought it'd be enough to burn. Clearly not. The wood's too good, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't use enough sticks or. No, yeah. Just use a bit of hay which burns really well, quickly. Hopefully, one of my other pets would die. No, um, with any luck. <laughs> well, what with, with how many animals I have, at some point something will die, and then we will give it a proper Viking funeral. Hopefully, they live forever. Like I love my animals being alive and not birds were crisp. But uh, sometimes you can't make do. Well, anyway, on onto the podcast. Yes. So our subject today, or location today, or thing today is. England. Yes, we've expanded a bit from last time, which was just Devon. And also, we've added a, a co-host. You have. Hello. We'll see whether or not he lasts. Uh, it should be good. As long as we don't get a video platform, we should be alright. So once they see him, they'll start screaming. That's really rude. I can't believe you. <laughs> you got that lighter off, set his notes on fire. Yeah, it's and then see what he does. <laughs> it's right, it's not Who wants to go first? That joke was not right. received as well as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, no, that was all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get a lot of those. Alright, Ash, you can go first, because you're the host. Okay, my first bit of ye old English legend slash folklore is a lovely little lady by the name of Jenny Greenteeth. <laughs> okay. And I've done this in a form of a rap. Is this the voice that scared your sister? No. Oh, okay. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> That's a yet to come. Yeah, I did a voice. And it, yeah, you'll just see. When, every time I say way, I'm going to need you guys to go, hey! Okay. Right, so. <clears throat> a green-skinned water witch woman who lies on wait at water's edge for weaklings to wander and wrapping up their little walk of earth. A wicked gal who's wandered about all across the way. Way. So, hey. 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 Oh, Jenny Greenteeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jenny Greenteeth, why are you this way? Hey. Oh, Jenny Greenteeth, why are you this way? Hey. Wading in the water's edge, waiting for walkers to lose their way. Way. Hey. A wacky tobacco water hag who. Fuck! A wacky tobacco water hag who's going to steal your fish. Maybe a fake witch belonging in a ditch. Maybe a fake witch here to make you twitch. But for many, Jenny Water faces all up in this bitch. Way. Nailed it. <laughs> Um, 
I hadn't practiced that. Real slim shady. <laughs> <laughs> so Jenny Greenteeth is a water hag lady who likes to hide in ponds for unsuspecting children or old people to walk on by and then she jumps out of the water, grabs your leg and drags you in and drowns you basically. Surprised she didn't go after us when I had my, my uh, cockroaches. Well she probably got smoked out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's scary. Um, as I say, apparently sometimes she likes to lure people to the thing. So kids will be walking along, hi guys, I'm going for a walk. And she'll be there like, come on to the water, such. So she's gone. <laughs> Is that the way? Might be. Actually, she's not Gollum. Gollum's more like a, <laughs> not really though. But, um, <laughs> but I did more research and in a Victorian cemetery called St. James's Mount, there is a grave of a woman called Jenny Green, who was actually a witch who was drowned, or a witch, who was drowned by people. So some people were like making connections, being like, oh, this. How did I know she has green teeth? Never brush. Yeah. Did you know it used to, it, this is very random, but in olden, I think it was in old England, it was illegal to be a grumpy old woman. <laughs> there was a law that you uh, there's a specific law that was around for a couple hundred years that you weren't allowed to be a, a moody old woman otherwise you, you you'd get uh, put in prison for it which bit is which bit is the issue being an old woman or just being moody i think it's the combination right i mean so my nan yeah <laughs> straight to jail again probably i mean the death rate at those times being an old woman was probably a crime at some point yeah, that's not, that's, not that's witchcraft. That yes, is. that's actual, probably proper witchcraft. Um, that's so, as soon as you make it to fifty, you're a witch. <laughs> now I find it quite interesting about Jenny Greenteeth is how many similar stories they are there are of things that drag people into the water, and it can obviously it's probably just stories that mums tell their kids to not go near water unsupervised. But in Mexico, you've got that the law now. Uh, uh, Norway, you've got um, Kappa, not Kappa, Kappa New. The Kappa might be Japanese, actually, I've got mixed up. The Kelpie, that's the one I'm thinking of. No, no, you've got the Kelpie. Hey. I have no clue what you're on. <laughs> I've just thought like water creatures that they tell their children not to wander near water's edge because they'll get dragged in yeah, and yeah. drowned. It's I probably think just. In general, stories like that are very common because obviously in the olden days, nobody knew how to. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. they just needed reasons to get their kids to stay away from water. I thought it was very interesting seeing that uh, there was a girl who got uh, got drowned as a witch called Jenny Green, whose grave can still be found at that place, yeah. and it's supposed to be haunted. There was a recent Australian ghost hunter person who took a photo there, and it's like, is this is this famed hag Jenny Greenteeth in the bush? It's like, no, it's just a person, but could be. <laughs> just <laughs> a person out walking her dog. <laughs> it's just the people Tommy getting in the way, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you taking photos of me? <laughs> Where are my cigarettes? Probably is my nan. It is my, <laughs> my Jenny Greenteeth is my nan. Oh, so she, so this one's real, is it? Mm, yeah. There's also, I believe, it's uh, there's a type of weed called green teeth, which is a real thing here. <laughs> don't, don't look it up. <laughs> and it is very popular for um, making the water look shallow. And then when you go in it, it's actually quite deep. Oh, that type of weed. Oh, yeah, right. Not, no, not the drugs weed. <laughs> the, uh... 
it's just the way you said that. And green teeth sounds like something weird. It does sound like, oh, mate, pass me some green teeth, mate. <laughs> oh, this is good green teeth shit. <laughs> makes your teeth grow fuzzy. It makes it. Was there a certain area that she originated from? Or she just everywhere? Wherever St. James Mountains, I didn't write down. Okay. It's probably one of those myths where I went, oh, I'll remember that. And then just didn't. <laughs> and that's the end of my first tale, Jenny Greenteeth. What a bitch. Who wants to go next? Well, yeah. um, I kind of have something that leads into that from Witches. So, my topic is Colchester Castle. Um, mm-hmm. Classic. Yeah. Cheers. So, <laughs> <laughs> the castle itself was built upon a Roman temple, which is which was completed in 49 AD and the temple is called the Temple of Defied Claudius and it's one of at least eight Roman era pagan temples in Colchester um, regardless of its kind and it's currently the best source of Roman stonework in the country surely, I was going to say surely the best source of Roman stonework would be in Rome <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then in, oh yeah, so the temple was originally used as a fort for soldiers during the Roman conquest, and the town was then later converted into a retirement town for soldiers, and it was called Camu Camu Lo Dun Um. What was the time that one? Which is Roman for Colchester, um, and then in sixty. CE, which I think is Saints AD. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, need to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think CE is a roundabout, isn't it? I don't know. We should probably know this. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, the Iceni and the Trino Vates, which are the natives to Colchester, rebelled against the Romans, and Colchester's first target. Um, the whole town was destroyed and all the survivors took refuge in the temple and this temple had massive bronze doors so it stopped all the fire and everything um, and then two days after it was raided and burnt and everything died and people died um, and then Saxon period the temple was largely left alone um, then the castle was actually built in 1076 by William I in England and then there was a few wars and stuff um, but the most important bit, the ghosts. Ooh! Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> know we're <laughs> it's a pantomime now. <laughs> it's behind you. Yeah. Ah. yeah. So James Parnell is one of the most famous down there. Um, he was arrested for being idle and disorderly and upsetting a local priest. How did he upset a local priest? Being idle and disorderly. Parked <laughs> <laughs> um, in his driving spot. Yeah. <laughs> And he was in prison in Colchester Castle, but the obviously it wasn't like we have today of prison guards. They were weren't particularly nice people, and they put James. I don't food. think they're particularly nice people nowadays. To be fair, fair point. Um, <laughs> basically, put this James's food on a platform high above in the ceiling. And he had to climb a rope every time he wants to get food. But one day, because obviously he wasn't getting a lot of food and he was tired, um, he slipped. And the fault proved to be fatal, and his ghost now haunts the prison. Um, as headless nun, 
It's just a health and safety inspector that don't climb up that wall. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> he wasn't wearing his hard hat. It's slipperier than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't wearing his hard hat. But um, there's a headless nun that just walks around. No one really knows what she's doing. Um, Looking for her head on heads. Yeah, she doesn't have a head. She walks about. And this is a bit led on from yours, Matthew Hopkins. He was the self-proclaimed witch hunter, and he named himself the Witch Hunter, mm-hmm. which it wasn't great. He he died of tuberculosis, so didn't really do him any favors. But he tried the witches in the courtyard surrounding the castle, and there's a patch where he used to try them and kill them, and the grass does not grow in that patch. Oh. There's a podium where it was. Nice. Check that out one day. Yeah, that's what I've learned. That's Colchester. Yes. You can stay overnight at Colchester Castle. Can you now? Right. Yeah. Is that what I was looking at when we were in Devon? Yes. Is that a different place? Oh, yeah. I looked into it last night. Super. That'd be a fun thing to do at some point. Yes. Oh, fun video of just getting spooked by ghosts. <laughs> oh, it's. Did I say about the pressure washer in there? Yeah. Like <laughs> yes. The wire dragged a bucket, and I heard, all I heard was a. <laughs> and I went. <laughs> I've never. I've never launched myself so fast in my life. Imagine it was starting to get dark and we were putting away the equipment at work. This is for those who are listening. And uh, we, we were a bit on edge. <laughs> it's a very spooky place at night. Yeah. A lot of old buildings. Um, I, need, oh, I know what story should go first. Well, this one's a bit of a more cheerful one. Uh, this is the story of the were-rabbits. So Wallace and Gromit. I wish I had that joke for fuck's sake (laughs) Um, this story's been going on for 50 years Um, I don't know how they got were-rabbits out of it but I'll I'll give you the information and you guys can tell me what you think for 50 years people have reported these weird uh, small and fluffy muscled animals running around (laughs) it just sounds like big rabbits Uh, and apparently they look like uh, uh, little monsters and run around the rock formation known as the the, the uh, rouches I couldn't work out that one I'll be honest guys and um it's local it's local belief that they're were rabbits because why not yeah, these, these small little things that, that run uh, aggressively apparently what, at people or they just away uh, it's common on hiking routes to travel past this rock formation and apparently uh, massive rabbits would just run past um, through through the hedges and sometimes towards people, scaring them, but nobody's ever got a proper picture. Challenge accepted. Has anyone heard of a hare? <laughs> we get and many of the hi- hikers have reported like seeing the these like groups just covering the land, and uh, they're apparently ninety centimeters tall, which is a bit big for a rabbit. Not that, is it? About three rulers. Yeah. Or as as most people would say, just under a meter. Nah, three rulers is. But yeah, what's your guys' theories? They're rabbits. They're hares. <laughs> That's what I thought. I just the fact that a little town in England thinks there's there's magic rabbits walking around is amazing. What town is this? I don't know. I have to look at it again. Uh, just uh, uh, I've just got the rock formation down, but um. The main theory is suggested that a breeding colony of redneck wallabies have escaped 
uh, from somewhere. Um, and and to see kangaroos. Yeah, I like I like to believe that there's a giant were rabbit like. Yeah. <laughs> what are pretty different looking from big rabbits? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That they're pretty hard to mistake for. I mean, red-necked wallabies are still quite big from my understanding. Yeah, no, but they don't look like rabbits. They look like small kangaroos, don't yeah. they? Yeah. So I, I think that's just... I'm wondering if it's just like a, a cross-species like rabbit that hasn't been properly discovered yet, maybe. Can, or can you get a mix between a rabbit and a hare? That's interesting. Uh, if they're genetically close enough, I wouldn't know, though. Well, it's a good thing you're not doing fucking zoology. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried to breed a rabbit in a hair. <laughs> it's a good thing you're not doing a degree in. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, good thing my future doesn't hinge on knowing that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed the first story. Yes, I did enjoy that. It was very good. It was. I just, I, I just really want there to be just a secret, massive species of rabbit that's running around. That'd be amazing. Got to go there as well. Put our names on history books. Most son on turd has discovered were-rabbit. Tools, Robert. I, I like to imagine it's the rabbit from um, Monty Python Holy Grail. <laughs> you know that? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> right, so this is the one where I've done it as half in the book and then half on my phone. Because I thought I was very clever. Oh, bad. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Shut up. Right. My turn. The year... Is 1967. It is London, everyone's favourite tourist spot. Two children have claimed to see the dead rise by the cemetery of Highgate. The, the cemetery's gate. Ooh. Ooh. In 1970, so three years later, dead animals are being found around, drained of blood with cut throats. Are you just read a pet cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> On the 6th of February 1970, self-proclaimed wizard David Farrant wrote to the Hampshire and Highgate Express hitting a grey man in the cemetery. Ah! Just now by now. So he says this and everyone's like, oh, there's a ghost in the cemetery. That's scary. Uh, next, a young photographer called Sean Manchester wrote to the same newspaper saying, this is where I switch. <laughs> I haven't actually written what he said. Hold on. Where is it? It's good that the, the presenter's organised. Yeah, the listeners are sitting like, <laughs> right on the edge of their seats. So Sean Manchester wrote to the newspaper saying, um, I've been there as well, and your thing is not a harmless ghost, but a vampire. Dun, dun, dun. Plot twist. That's not the way I, I thought it was going. Yeah. I thought we were going with zombies. No, so, so now you've got self-proclaimed wizard David Farrant saying it's a ghost, and Sean Manchester saying it's a vampire. And Farrant is, is like... Listen here, man. I don't appreciate you coming up in my grill trying to steal my spotlight with the, with the go the cemetery thing, yeah? That's a direct quote, is it? Yes. Okay. It's from London. What do you say? And then Thingy says, "Sorry, bruv. I've already written to the news that your shitty ghost is actually a vampire, woken accidentally by cultists in the cemetery." So Farrant was like, "What? You just made that up?" And Manchester was like, "Shut up! I didn't do nothing. Nothing. Shut up! 
Shut up and do nothing, nothing right. You didn't even do anything yet. And then Farrah was like, okay, fine, let's go on ITV and announce our battle to kill the vampire. Whoever gets it first gets the glory. Is this true? This is completely true. Now, they went on ITV. Uh, now Manchester and Farrant are officially vampire hunting rivals and the people of London are invested in who's going to kill the thing first. That's amazing. It is estimated that on the day of the vampire hunt, which was a Friday the 13th, of April, I think, uh, it is es- estimated nearly a hundred people came to watch the vampire hunt. And it's just going to put the vampire off. Yeah. Yeah. And forty people, and forty police officers were there to disperse the crowd. Um, many people climbed over the walls, the ten foot walls to the cemetery, to get a better look at the battle. So, <laughs> this is a well, real thing that happened. It's just two guys walking around with stakes and hammers. Yeah, it's two semi crazy guys. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, nothing happened. Uh, and the vampire escaped that that night. Oh. However, it's because they put it on the news. <laughs> they gave him a heads up. Yeah. In 1971 or two or three, uh, Farrant was arrested for breaking into the tomb of a different cemetery nearby with a hammer and stake, and he got arrested for de- defacing graves, which he pleaded guilt, uh, innocent of, and he sued the newspaper for defamation. Saying I wasn't defacing graves, I was trying to kill a vampire. Um, so is, he was... that, is that a valid legal defence? You're you're the one doing law. Right, no, I've got a question. So he's in a graveyard at night. Yeah. He opened the tomb. Yeah. Aren't vampires meant to be out at night? Yeah. So if you open the tomb, this guy isn't very good at his job. What's he looking for when opening the tomb? Vampire. Never mind the fact that he's clearly got a few screws loose. This guy isn't good at it. Like, you should be going it's, during the day. Yeah, go during the day when it's going to be there. So he gets arrested and he's like, ah, I'm not guilty. I wasn't defacing anything. I was hunting a vampire. You know, normal stuff. This is 1970, yeah. so it's not exactly long this is, ago. This is pre-Twilight. This is pre-Twilight. So it's like when vampires went sparkly. Uh, in 1973, Sean Manchester re-emerged, claiming he has killed the vampire with a stake through the heart. The newspaper said, where is it? And he went, no. It, it shows, disintegrated. Shows a pile of dust. It disintegrated when I stabbed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a fun little tidbit of, uh, this is a real story. Like, it's not even just vampire sightings. It's It was a national... I find it funny they how, crowds. how quickly the entire country just follows something like that. They're like, oh, vampire, we've got to get on this. I mean, during the 70s, there probably wasn't a lot on TV. Rolling Stones? Yeah. No, but, alright, stuff for family to go and watch. Let's be honest, yeah. in this day and age, if someone said to you, look, there's a massive vampire battle going down on the graveyard, do you come in? Yeah. You would say yeah. 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 Absolutely, yeah, would, yeah, so I guess oh, you're right. Fair point. Yeah, that's true. I don't think any of the people actually believe there was a vampire, they yeah. just wanted to see these two go at it. <laughs> It'd just be like two people walking around in the fog, one with a hammer, one with a stake, just walking around. It's, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. It's more interesting than watching golf. Yeah. One guy said they saw a man in a top hat at the cemetery. Ah, uh, one guy said he saw a, someone shapeshift into a cat or something and then walk through a wall. And one guy said, this is all on that, that night when hundreds of people, and one person heard a high-pitched scream. So there was a hundred people. I think the scream's the most compelling bit of evidence in that bit. Do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hundreds of people there, one scream. 
There's one vampire. person heard the high-pitched scream. There's a vampire. Right, that's a vampire. 100%. Have you ever been in a group of people? No one ever makes a lot of noise. Yeah. Especially hundreds of people. Yeah. With 40 police officers trying to disperse the crowd going, Get off the fucking gate! <laughs> it's not a vampire, it's just two loons. Uh, now, David Farron, he died last year. It's a song. Manchester's still alive. So Manchester, if you're listening, and you and I've made some mistakes, which I'm sure I have, email Come on me. the show. Come on the show. <laughs> We'd love to meet you, and you can explain why... You haven't actually caught one yet after all these years. <laughs> or persuade us you have. Yeah. That'd be fun. Bring the jar of dirt. Bring the jar of dirt. <laughs> we want the evidence. I've got a jar of dirt. I've got a jar of dirt. <laughs> guess what's inside it? I Vampire have, bits. I'd like to imagine someone like that. If they've got like a box of dirt that they claim to be the vampire <laughs> remains that are skipping up and down the street <laughs> like, I've got a box of dirt you haven't got yours I got it <laughs> and he's like Em it's been three years get over it <laughs> looking look at our work mess room um, we've got a couple of vampires down here <laughs> they're all over the joint they're surrounded <laughs> we've got, we got a couple more than you guys so far <laughs> uh, but if you want to come on and prove us wrong please do yeah. yeah! Follow us on Twitter at Notice Normal. We actually have a Twitter page. No, we don't. I will make a Twitter and an Instagram. Brilliant. I will be do on that later. Tweet your ghost photos and stories. Yeah, tweet yes. us stories and stuff so we don't run out of content. <laughs> Probably going to happen fairly soon. I mean, we're too. Well, we're, we're a country down already. Right, so okay, what's going next? I'll go next. So, this is a long one. This is the longest one I have. The Moors murders. Yay! Yeah. Um, I don't know what this is. No, me neither. So Ash did tell me before we began, don't do too much murder. So this is my one of the week. We're <laughs> um, <laughs> only doing a weekly series. <laughs> I was going to do Jack the Ripper, but Ash is too long. Fair enough. So the Moors murders happened between July 1963 and October 1965. Five children were murdered. Between, um, oh God! Yeah. Well, why did you choose that? It's not Gort Bachelor. It's <laughs> carry on. Um, so they range between ages of ten and seventeen. The names of the victims were Pauline Reed, who was sixteen; John Kilbride, who was twelve. Kilbride. Kil. Yeah. That's a cool last name. That's a cool, very cool name. Yeah. Is he the killer? No. Is there another kid? No. John Kilbride, who was 12. Keith Bennett, who was 12. Leslie Ann Downing, who was 10. And Edward Evans, who was 17. The Moore's murderers were Ian Brady and Myra Hindley. And Ian basically turned to Myra one day and said, I want to commit the perfect murder. Um, so that's what they went on to do. And they're... M.O. is all it is. Yeah. yeah. Were they a couple? The, yes, they were married. Um, oh, that's what romance is. Yeah, they were a couple. What, couple not at what couple. point does your sex life get so stale? <laughs> you go, oh, I'm going to commit perfect murders. Yeah. So the M.O. was um, Myra would basically hire a car or so and park it and this one specific, specific, this one, Brady had a motorbike 
had a motorbike and he flashed the headlights when he saw someone he wanted to kill. Um, so that happened. So the first victim was um, Pauline. And so she was murdered. Um, right, the issue I have with these is I know they're kids, but the way Brady got them up onto Saddleworth Moor is saying, I've lost a glove. Right. So they drove from Manchester to Saddleworth Moor in the Peak District. <laughs> That's quite a distance. To look for one glove. Okay. <laughs> that was the whole reason that they went up onto those moors, to look for an expensive glove, apparently. Right. Um, so yeah, then there was all the victims. Um, most of them were strangled or stabbed. But the interesting thing is how they were arrested. I basically cut out all the gory stuff. Thank you. <laughs> um, so in the last murder, Brady had a friend help called David Smith, who was the husband of Myra's younger sister, Maureen. And basically, David helped... Um, kill the child but um, also another thing I found completely off is as a couple they didn't work well their, did they not? their oh, evidence for the last one was that um, Myra said that she went to run a bath for the child and um, Ian basically just turned around and said no she killed him <laughs> didn't even stick up for her straight up she killed him really? <laughs> there was nothing helping but anyway this David he sounds like a very toxic relationship yeah David basically they killed the child and he was upstairs but then they tried to use a pram to get the child out of the house right and the child was um 17. Oh. Yeah. So, Smith um, was going there the next morning. She went past the phone box and called the police. <laughs> no questions about it. Um, but he went to the phone box with a screwdriver and a bread knife in case Brady tried to intercept him. Smith called the police from the phone box and Smith was picked up and told them what he'd witnessed the night before. So after that, um, this is my favourite bit. Superintendent Bob Tal Talbot from Stalebridge Police Division went to 16 Wardell Brook Avenue accompanied by a detective sergeant wearing a breadman's delivery overall. <laughs> Knocked on the back door. Not the front door, the back door. Of course. Where you deliver bread all the time. Um, and they went in and arrested them both for suspicion of murder. You can get bread delivered. Yeah. Well, you could have noticed it. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's probably not the Mexican story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah! Bread! Bread! Homemade um, bread, and whatever I do. Oh, what a lovely story. Thank you, Will. I've got free bread now. Yeah. Is that done? Uh, that's yeah, I've cut out most of it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I just skimmed over the notes, reading half of it. <laughs> I did it. Let last night and I wasn't ready to leave. 
So the detective dressed up as a bread delivery man? Yeah, so the superintendent was on the other side of the road, I think, and the detective sergeant dressed up in a bread delivery man's overall and knocked on the back door where Myra was and said, is your husband in? The delivery of bread. And I think, I mean, like I was saying earlier about the glove, if there's a bread delivery guy at your back door and he goes, is your husband in? I'm the police. I don't know if you should believe me. <laughs> yeah, well, so that's... Why would a bread delivery guy... I don't know. Yeah. That's... Yeah, good question. Yeah. Yeah. Really struggling to think of, like, bread arrest puns, but I've got nothing. I guess it's a bit sour when they arrest them. <laughs> Whatever he says or does, we use them in the front toilet. I don't know what's that. Oh, uh, yes, what? <laughs> I guess it's just a late rumour. Um, the wife had a yeast infection. Okay. <laughs> 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 and that's Burnett on that one. Uh, we'll go for a short one. Um, this one is about the red-eyed owl man of Mormon. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> okay, never mind. The next one is about the Morgoire. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> You're a lot better storyteller than Ash. <laughs> <laughs> seen at sea on the British coast since 1876. They're called whales. <laughs> no, that's just Ash in the water. <laughs> <laughs> For the viewers at home, uh, Ash is... Uh, no more. Fluffy. <laughs> Ash is muscular and hench. Ash is big boned. Ash is all muscle. <laughs> Dab. Hard muscle. Uh, since since uh, 1876, Morgwai has been seen hundreds of times. And uh, commonly seen uh, with short horns, large fangs, and small little flippers. What are they called? Morgawar. Mor- I, I keep saying Morgawar, but it's M O R G A W R. Uh, so Morgawar is the thing. I have gremlins in it. You know, Gizmo. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm just gonna say water monster. Okay. The giant is seen across the coast, and they range from ten to twenty-four feet. And uh, I, I like to think it, it's just like a, a really long, uh, uh, what's it called? Whale. Yeah, sure, no. that's definitely what I was going with. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's seen across the coast. And this one has a little bit of weight to it. And apparently it looks uh, uncannily like a plesiosaurus. So there are some theories that there may be some plesiosaurus, yeah, those plesiosaurs um, around still. And uh, although the photo supporting this was uh, found to be a hoax, same with Nessie and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's it's. I think this one's more believable than a lot of other ones because this cryptid is seen around every five years at least, and it's been seen a couple hundred times at this point because of how old it is. I love this idea of plesiosaurs surviving because sea monsters do. Yeah. Survive. Sharks are around we, before dinosaurs. Yeah, sharks, alligators, that frilled, crocodiles. That frilled shark that was supposed to be extinct, that coelacanth, was supposed to be extinct since the dinosaurs, that recently showed up again. I think, yeah, I think we, we don't understand the oceans. We said this last time. Yeah, the ocean is the stuff. most viable form of cryptids or monsters or legends 
like, ah, oh, there's no such thing as a kraken. Then you discover giant squid, or there's no such thing as a rogue wave, which was only recently found out to be true when it hit the bottom of an oil tank. I remember you telling me that. They, yeah. um, I can't remember what they've named it, but recently on an oil rig, I think it was Shell or something. It was it was on another podcast. They um they sh- uh, this oil rig uh, had a video of a massive squid that's oh, seen that one, yeah. and it's like its tentacle grows in a right angle. It's insane. Yeah, and it's like 200 meters long or something like that. It's ridiculously big. And the, so yeah, sea monsters are the most viable form of exactly. Yeah, we don't understand the water. Yeah, like um, people say like, oh, it's a mermaid. It turns out to be like a, a guitar fish upside down. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but it, they oh, look yeah. like it's got a human face on its bottom. Yeah. When you say it comes out every five years, when's the next coming out? Uh, well, I'm assuming now it's 2020, it's already out, but um, I, I think the last sighting was 2017. I think 2016. I've not got it written down, but um, so it's not like exact, it's just it averages out around every five years, but there was a lot more sightings before, well, in the 1800s. Great. That's that's what I got. I told you short and sweet. Yeah, I do like a good sea monster story. Um, oh, I got you there. Actually. Yeah, I always, I always, I always go on a big rock, not wrong, but I always go on, on about how sea monsters are so ridiculously <laughs> realistic. I just, I really want uh, megalodons to be real. <laughs> still be alive. Uh, we've only discovered a short bit of the ocean, haven't we? There's still so much to see, and uh, we're we're still discovering new ugly, weird, wacky creatures every day in there. I think that we, I don't remember the percentage, but we've only uh, discovered a small percentage of the ocean floor. Hmm. And um, I mean, the Mariana Trench is the deepest we've found so far. Yeah, and there's very likely, there's another bit somewhere that we haven't seen yet. The ocean is insane, and it takes a lot of stuff to actually get down there before it gets crushed by the pressure. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good story. Thank you for that. <laughs> I like our little discussions about the stuff between. Yeah, same. It's, uh, it's a good way to fill time. And uh, and I'm, yeah, absolutely. That Rogue Wave one is one of my favourite stories. Um, what is it? Basically, um, in old sailing books and pirate ship stories and stuff like that, people would come up and see monsters. And it's about rogue waves, which is random waves, which are scientifically is now categorised it's twice as big as the regular height of the wave so you've got there's, there's a scale when I can't what it is I think it's twice as high um, but there's only till very recently scientists were like nah it's just you know stories they're in a storm and they see a big wave and like oh rogue wave monster wave yeah. um, but recently there was a oil oil platform things you know the big sea things um, have wave detectors on the bottom of their things mm. and one day I think it was they ended up calling it like the crippling wave or something like that I can't remember what it was called uh and then it is like so it has the beep 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 and then it has ran, one randomly sh- sh- shoots up and down they're like oh, shit what the hell was that yeah. and they go well that's probably a scientific instrument failure it happens and they went under and checked and all their shit was bent <laughs> like that like it was they're proper damage powerful, they are insanely powerful and very rare um but they attribute roadways to a lot of shipwrecks and um, cargo ships that's gone missing there was a cargo ship that went missing um, now people know they are actually real and everyone has a camera now so there's a lot of videos of them nowadays and you see how big they are compared to Rogue Wave doesn't necessarily have to be a monster wave it just has to be twice the height of the regular one yeah. but they can get 
absolutely monstrous. Like to hit the t the bottom of an oil platform, they're, they're which are quite high up. They're like buildings just in the water. Yeah. To hit the bottom of that and like be hit enough force to bend all the crap at the bottom of it. That must have been a big scary wave, and that's yeah. the first time. That's the first documented. Broke wave. Imagine if someone was on deck during that. Yeah. There's, there's the, the people think um, there was a those three lighthouse keepers that went missing. Mm. Some people think that was a rogue wave, but it, it happened during a storm, so I wouldn't say it really counts as a rogue wave as much as it was just a big wave yeah. knocked them out. Because apparently there was a water damage to the top of, to the lamp. Obviously, lighthouses are pretty tall, so the wave that hit that must have been. I feel like at this point we should just do a nature show as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it's just. It, it works into the myth because it no, used it, to be a myth. It's really interesting. Yeah, kangaroos used to be cryptids. People didn't believe in them. I mean, it is kind of weird, like the way you think about evolution making ants, and then you have a little pouched, upright dog. Yeah, like they used to believe because they report, got reports on animals with two heads, and everyone was like, "Huh, what?" Oh, of course, that we now know it's the baby in the pouch. But yeah. I mean, that uh, stuff like that, like this genetic anomalies, like two-headed snakes and stuff. The yeah, like. That are probably the cause of a lot of myths. If you look at any animals in Chernobyl right now, they're all inside yeah. out. <laughs> they're like, I, I find it interesting that a lot of magic and myths and stuff comes from just, uh, I don't know, errors in nature. Yeah. Because like, you you're a witch if, if you have certain medical conditions. Or mm. There was one that was um, in Japan. Uh, this is completely wrong, but it's, they call it like the ghost wave. And basically, it was a tsunami that had no earthquake. So the Japanese, this is like medieval feudal Japan, I think. And they were like, what the hell, where did, that, where did that come from? It just wiped us out, we had no warning of it. And it was an earthquake on the other, it was an earthquake off the coast of America, where the tsunami had reached all that way. And so, of course, you can see people blaming that on old gods or old curses or giant, giant catfish. catfish. <laughs> <laughs> the giant catfish god who uh, shakes and causes earthquakes is an old Japan one for you. <laughs> um, yeah. Did the Han shake? <laughs> yeah, I completely lost what we were talking about. Uh, I was just saying about the Morgan. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Um, I think I've got everything down that uh, I wanted to, and then I've got one more story. I had two more stories, but you clearly got the same one as me off on one of them. So I don't know if that's that obvious. Um, is it my turn? Yeah. Right. So my next story is the Owl Man of Mormon. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that your next story? <laughs> That's the one where I went, oh, fuck you. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Keep up, bro. <laughs> so, the Owl Man of Mornan, or, as some people call it, the Death Raptor. I did not get that. Which, in my mind, is just... Yeah. So, it's been described as a grey-slash-dark-brown feathered five-to-six-feet-tall creature. Basically, it's England's Mothman. Except it's an Owl Man, because I assume Mothman was trademarked at this point. Uh, 1970s again no, swinging 70s everyone was just coming off all that LSD so <laughs> vampires birdmen yeah Ooh. I wish I lived in the 70s were rabbits same loads of magic stuff so that would be I sick. want a were rabbit I want a were rabbit as well I want to be a were rabbit yeah. Actually, I want to be a were I want to be a were wolf I want to be Wallace I want to be a were dragon were dragon yeah big vomit I want a vomit I got bitten by a Mosquito the other day, can I be a wet mosquito? Well, that's just no, a fly, no, isn't it? You, you, just, you just get malaria. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man, but he, d he just gets a disease. He just gets a four hour erection and dies. 
It's a Brazilian wandering spider. Yeah, those terrify me. So um, there's this one called a six-eyed sand spider. They're so cool, but they're yeah. very poisonous. Venomous. Mm. So. Yeah, there's oh, Brazilian wandering spiders are the only spider I'm actually scared of because they just walk up. They don't hide in trees. They just walk along the floor and bite your leg. I want a Goliath tarantula. That's the, the biggest ones in the world. We need to do an episode just on like animal, like really venomous animals. Yeah, that'd be cool. King Cobra. So the first sighting of the Owlman, recorded sighting, and there might have been more, we don't know, but there probably wasn't, uh, took place on April 17th. June and Vicky Melling, aged 9 and 12, and their fam, were on their Easter break in Mornin Smith, uh, which is in Cornwall, which is next to Devon. Um, they saw a bird man hovering over the tower of Mornin Old Church. Uh, running to the police station, the girls were taken into different rooms and independently drew a similar image of what they saw. So frightened by their encounter, the family cut short their holiday. If I saw a Birdman while I was on holiday, I'd long it out and try and see it again. I yeah, catch it. If you've paid for the I holiday... I would catch it. I'm catching the Owlman. You've paid for the holiday, taken the time off work. You're not going back because your kids saw an owl. Like, it very easily could have just been an owl. Yeah. <laughs> it's just embarrassing. It's kids. Yeah, and they saw it in the distance, and the owls are quite big. And there were stories of them, them hearing fluttering and stuff like that but if you've ever heard an owl fly they don't they don't make any noise they're silent obviously i'm not saying this That's is just a part of their evolutionary traits yes isn't it? um so so then there's a bunch of more july 13th 14 year old sally and their mate and her mate bob were in the woods in the church there you go she stood outside her tent heard a hissing sound and turned turned to see a figure that looked like an owl as big as a man with pointy ears and red eyes. I'd, I'd quite like it if this owl man wasn't like a hybrid of man and owl. It was just a giant owl. Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool for science. Yeah. yeah. Rather than just like... <laughs> Something like that's got, got to have lived at some point. There most likely was a prehistoric type of giant owl. I doubt it was one in Cornwall, but... Um... People call it Steve. No. <laughs> Who are you? And then Steve. Happy <laughs> 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 Um So yeah, then in two occasions, two years later, in 1978, it was seen again twice. Uh, and then, because both of the 1970s sightings involved this guy, Doc Shields, who is a paranormal investigator I think he's lying uh, he has done hoaxes before in the past he's right <laughs> so he's probably like he's probably bullshitting fuck's sake I, I wanted the real accounts about the giant owl man sorry are yours any different to mine two girls saw him by the church and then he shows up a bunch no <laughs> so exactly, so there's very few stories about the owl man yeah, it's, it's and they're all from teenagers mm. which leads me to think at least with the Mothman, there's like adults and they've made it their official thing. With this, it's just he was seen like five times over seven years, and they're all by teenagers. Soft, it's, it's just an old man just winding the, the local youth up. I'm the Owlman! Kaka! Have you seen her at the start of Kick Ass? It's, uh, it's the guy in the owl suit. Oh, yeah, and he jumps off the building. Yeah. <laughs> it's just someone dressed in a big bird. Yeah. Watching for the <laughs> <Sesame Street. gasps> Uh, 1905, 
It's female Taurus. So 95, that's quite a few years later. Female Taurus ropes to the Western Morning Times in Truro. Claiming to have seen a man bird with a ghastly face, a wide mouth, glowing eyes and pointed ears. The thing about these that I find weird is, do you think she heard about the, the Owlman story before or after she went? I think before because I've been to Cornwall a couple of times and I've never seen... Yeah. It's not like Point Pleasant where Mothman is. If you if you've never heard of Mothman and you go to yeah. Point Pleasant, you're gonna hear about it because it's yeah. everywhere. There's yeah. the statue, there's and festivals. Just, I just wonder if she starts attributing anything weird to that. Possibly, I think she probably heard of it before she went Maybe, there. Because yeah. um, I've been to Cornwall and I've never. I don't think I've ever been to Marnan or Mornan, but I've never seen anything about Owlman. Like, I've, yeah, fair enough. So I think she probably heard I about it beforehand, and then real. she was like, "Yep, saw it." She probably told her friends in America and they spread it. Is That's it like a select camp? Is there a select campsite that it's on that people see it? It's near a church, and I assume church, that. Church. I'm assuming that. So the church is. Morning Old Church. Yeah, I don't think I've got a specific campsite either. I assume the campsite is nearby that because most of the sightings are around that church. It's, it's by a coast path. I got that much down. Mm. I just think it's a campsite and it's yeah, running up business. Yeah, exactly. To be the difference between this and I think out uh, Mothman and I don't believe in any of this stuff. Anyway, so just so you know, but like uh, when he goes to paranormal stuff like that, Mothman lives in woods and just around the general vicinity. He doesn't have a specific place. Mm. The fact that this scary ass thing hangs around a church yeah makes mm. it sound a bit demonic. It's like yeah. that's what that's what I say. Assume some ghost hunters would say. Um, I saw a thing that was saying that there's a haunted, the church is haunted as well, and there's a monk near the graveyard and all that lot. There always is. To be to be honest, if there's ghostly monks, they're not very good monks. They're supposed to be going yeah. to heaven. What have you said? What have you done? Ghostly monk. Oh, <laughs> that's your next story. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my that's my bit on the hour, man. Uh, it's the English Mothman. I do think that part partly does think that our man only came out. I need to look at when the Mothman happened, but part of me does think they only made it up because they were still on about the Mothman. Mothman was about the same time, I think. It was 1970 something, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Our Man was in 1976. I've got to say, we haven't got great cryptids compared to America. Yeah, all ours are like big dogs and big cats. Mm. Yeah, we can't. I mean, one of them literally is a cat down in Bognor. Yeah. yeah. It's literally just a cat. I think we talked about that last, yeah, last episode, the Bo- uh, Bognor Moor Beast. Yeah. And I talked about... Um, yeah, she's the fucking mole. Yeah, there you go. Did you not listen to the first one? Oh. Hasn't been verified yet. We're still waiting, yeah. for, <laughs> still waiting for it to go online. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that this is done by two teenagers aged age 9 and 12 and just after Mothman stuff in Point Pleasant makes me think they saw that Mothman and went, ah, oh, let's yeah. make it up. And then, you know, everyone else is a teenager. And then there's paranormal research. Doc Shields has done has been accused of hoaxes before. There is also the case you have to wonder how much people exaggerated it. Yeah, they probably just saw an owl, and they'd never seen an owl before. And yeah. They're like, it was giant, it had red eyes. But you never know. Maybe it's a giant owl, a giant uh, red-eyed owl of Mormon. There are there are owl, owls are pretty big. I saw an owl up here the other day when I was driving up for the Devon trip. It drove alongside the car and it scared the shit out of me because I just saw movement outside of my corner, out of the corner of my eye, and it went in front of the car like that. And they are pretty big. Yeah. 
So corn, like there are big owls. Um, I'm sure they've got some birds of prey down there as well. So they've yeah. definitely got birds of prey down there. Yeah, yeah. they want to be an escaped bird of prey. Yeah, that's why it's staying around in one area. Yeah, it's, it just lives around the area. It doesn't want to go too far away. Yeah. And the old church at the time, I assume, was quite a big, quite a nice perch to look out. Could be a sea eagle. Is that a thing? Seagull. No, a sea eagle. They're massive. Yeah, it could be that. It's, I don't know exactly know where Morning Smith is. I should probably do look. It's on the coast. Yeah, I know that much. Yeah, well, it's on the coast as well. Did you see? Oh, okay. oh yeah. What did I got a joke for you guys? What does an owl say when it hurts itself? Owl. <laughs> What's the podcast over? <laughs> right, thanks for joining. Um, <laughs> I've got. Craig's ruined it, and he's fired. I've got one more. I think Will's got one more as well. Yeah, and no, no, I've got one more. Okay. I've got one. Who says it? It's all saying it. Yeah, it's So, my next one is Daring Woods, also known as the Screaming Woods. You've mentioned about going there, but it's all right. I have, yes. It's not that far up. It's actually, no. Sorry, I'm ruining a story. No, I'll let you go. <laughs> Do you want to tell it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the one with the screaming, isn't it? And that's the end of the story. Right, my turn. Yeah, my yeah, next yeah. monster is... <laughs> so it's in Pluckley, which is in Ashford, which is in Kent. Um, and it was entered into the 1989 Guinness World Records for the most haunted village in Britain. Um, the village itself has 12 ghosts haunting it. What specific buildings? Or they just wander around the streets? Can I ask? When they say that, how do you identify each ghost? Well, you know, like a census. It's, it's one fall. You know, like a census when they go around asking about people's jobs. Yeah. They just look for the ghosts. <laughs> Can you sign this if you're a ghost, please? <laughs> okay, mate. I'm a, I'm a Victorian one. <laughs> um, I'm a dog. Woof. Yeah, so around the village there's 12 ghosts, all different places. They include the Red Lady, who was the Lady Daring, a ghostly monk, a phantom highwayman, who I'll get onto in a minute, and a gypsy woman. Yep. Um, and all of this is next to the Screaming Woods. So the highwayman his coach and him were captured I think and the people of the village basically just killed him <laughs> they didn't show any mercy they cut his head off and put it in a he like hammered it to a tree in the woods so he was the first person to die in the woods um, and the wood has been around since medieval period and the wood itself is mentioned in the doomsday book what's the doomsday book doomsday book no idea i just read it and thought it looked cool <laughs> <laughs> okay um, um research for next time during the world wars the woods was used for training for different scenarios and stuff and they people say they see soldiers walking about um and then there's a colonel who wants the sword no, not Colonel Sanders. Oh, KFC now. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to go KFC after this, I think. Uh, he, he committed suicide in the wood, and people say that they still see him. I feel bad for making a joke about him now. People say they still see him hanging from the tree, oh. which is pretty horrifying. Jesus. Um, he gets his name from the screaming wood, because people hear screaming at night. Um, apparently people who go in there will get lost. And they die in there, so that's them screaming. The worst thing about the woods, though, is 
On the morning of the 1st of November 1948, 11 children and 9 adults were found in a pile in the centre of the wood. Oh, bugger that. Um, none of them showed any wounds, and the autopsy couldn't determine a cause of death. Um, but it was assumed that it was carbon monoxide poisoning in the middle of a woods. So a volcano they didn't know about. Um, and mysterious lights were seen in the wood on the night of that. So on Halloween night. Huh. And then exactly 50 years later, in October 1998, four college students were missing in the woods and similar lights were seen in the sky. The bodies had never been found. How do you get carbon monoxide poisoning? And it's satanic worshippers are seen there every Friday at 3am. So we're going to go interview them. <laughs> we get them on the show. <laughs> so yeah, that's Staring Woods. That sounds pretty, that's like the first one that's actually like giving me the creeps. When we get the Twitter page up, or Instagram page, we'll put this picture on, but one of the most famous ghost pictures was taken in Daring Woods. Um, no one really knows what it is. Um, it was taken by a photographer. Just that peeping Tom from last one. And um, I was trying to get it. Um, but yeah, people go there and they see children running about um, next to them. I don't know if I want to go anymore. I do. This sounds horrifying. So that is the picture. Oh please. That's just every. That's just a guy. What year was this taken? Uh, yes, about eighties, I think. Just a bloke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I guarantee it's a it's a forty year old guy who's like, oh, this will this will make him laugh. Tell you what, I do feel bad for the ghost hunters um, who um. People were like, oh, you have no evidence of a ghost or whatever like that. As soon as they put a picture up. They put a picture up and they go, oh, it's a guy, or it's fake, yeah, yeah. or it's a blur, or it's dust. It's like the Bigfoot. Um, yes. Yeah. thing is, it's hard to prove something like that, isn't it? Yeah. I'm a very sceptical person in general. Yeah. But um, I'd like to believe there's like ghosts and stuff also. I'd like to not, because that's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> but um, I think we should do a trip there one day. I don't know why I find ghosts so scary in a way, because they don't... There's very few... I can think of a few that actually hurt people. I mean, oh, yeah, ghosts in these woods, only like a few of them are good. Okay, that's fine. I mean, most ghosts won't kill you, because once you're dead, you're just you're just there and it's really awkward. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I mean... You, you turn up there and you're like, so why'd you kill me? And he's like, um, shit, I didn't know you, I funny, didn't, I didn't know you just come back. Like when I'm winding you up, you're like, why are you like this? Funny, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, some people say that if a ghost could kill, it'd be to possess the body so they could have a new life. So they'd kill a person so they can get in the body. Like so a reincarnation. Yeah. You couldn't they just go to a graveyard? Hmm? Couldn't they just go to a graveyard? That's yeah, what that vampire was the last time. <laughs> then they're underground. Yeah, but they're ghosts. They can dig out. Six no. feet is... They um, possess the body. So they can have a new life in that body. Oh, okay. What if they just grab someone who's about to die and then go into their body? There you go. Because then the body is still good. Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird conversation. <laughs> there's some there's some ghosts I know about I know of. Um, 
Well, actually, there's only one that I can think of that's actually killed someone or got blamed for killing someone. That's the um, uh, the Bell Witch. So it's not the Blair Witch, it's the Bell Witch. Which one is that? I don't know where I'm from. It's a poltergeist in America who was proper nasty, like she bit, she scratched. Oh, she was in um, a hospital or something, right? No, it's a, someone's house. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so basically she swapped. Um, well, I think it was just a murder, they just blamed on a ghost. Yeah. But um, she swapped the dad's medicine or something um, with poison. And the, apparently the voice went, Ah, now your dad is dead. Hardy, hardy, The doctor picked up the medicine and threw it in the fireplace, completely destroying any evidence. <laughs> Convenient. Convenient, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to imagine just that ghost. She like, opens up the med cabinet and she's just like dancing about, just swapping all the medication about. Praying, da 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 da. Ha ha ha! I think it. Did, did they just agree that the crime was done by the ghost then? I think the crime was officially unsolved, but the family all said it was the ghost. Yeah, of course. I know in America, you that, uh, the American legal system has laws that allow for ghost stuff, because um, you have to legally uh, admit if your house is haunted, or, or if any ghost presence has been felt and stuff, or is in certain what? states. Because um, it's to do with like the murder laws, you have to say when someone's been murdered also you have to say if there's sightings of ghosts and stuff in certain states I can't remember which ones I can probably guess which ones Texas, Texas yeah, Florida, Florida New Orleans New Orleans will be a massive one yeah, yeah so they, they love their mystical stuff don't they New Orleans is just full massively of haunted yeah not full of it is in like lying but like they love their, their voodoo stuff I've never been to America but when, when eventually I do go I hope it's like fallout just like Fallout 4 or something. Well, it's, it is rated very well, might be. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just, I like Fallout. Being there would be quite cool. Yeah. Or like New Vegas, just go to the, see the death claws. There's a place in Pennsylvania that's like um, Silent Hill. Um, so oh. they found it's a ghost town. Because there's a coal fire going on underground and they abandoned it. We need to go there and do a sketch. <laughs> Start ringing bells and setting up alarms. Uh, what it's called though? West Virginia. You could do a whole episode easily on West Virginia. And you, I think we could do a whole series. You could easily. I mean, some of them, like uh, I don't, can't name any off the top of my head, like the uh, Wendigos and the uh, Mothmen and all sorts have so much more behind them. Yeah, it's insane. Wendigos especially have so much lore that goes back to Native Americans and then shoot. Uh, skin I want to play Until Dawn now. <laughs> what a twist. I was not expecting oh, that. Spoiler alert. Yeah. If you <laughs> haven't played it by now, I've never played it. I've watched it on YouTube. If you haven't seen a part of it yet, it's so good. Um, I've got... No, it's you next, isn't it? Was it me? I think uh, it's you. Okay, my last story is... Uh, uh, you done, yeah? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. My last story is about Stringhilled Jack. He's... um, Stringhilled Jack... It, terrified Londoners from the 1830s onwards. Uh, he attacked women, caused crashes, and pretended to be a fire-breathing policeman. Because there's a lot of those about. <laughs> He's said to have long claws, vomit fire, and uh, he can jump 10 feet, or around about 10 feet. And um, The myth of a man jumping around attacking women uh, has been going along for, for so long 
that it, he'd been seen up until 2012. And, um, it it was so strong. The fear of this Springfield Jack uh, was so strong that uh, it's classified as a mass hysteria because um, everyone was terrified of him. He was in the newspapers and all sorts. And then one one absolute mad lad called Thomas Milbank. This this absolute Chad energy claimed he was a uh, Springfield Jack just for the laughs. Probably while he was having a couple of pints and um. It, it, it got to the point where he got tried for the crimes <laughs> of, of attacking these women and just I, f- I think he just mugged them basically or if, if he was real but um, and then he got off the crimes because he couldn't vomit fire you can imagine that on the jury <laughs> can't you yeah the prosecutors let him go because he wasn't able to spit fire on command that sounds like something someone who could spit fire on command would say exactly you just like oh, I can't yeah right innocent it's like at the witch trials they were like oh can you do magic no alright you're free (laughs) it was like can you hold your breath yes you're a witch but I just there's a lot about Springfield Jack like um, there's a lot of stories this is just an overview and I didn't want to get too boring and in depth with him Mm. but um, I just found it so funny that this guy who can jump across streets steal from women breathe fire and then some guy got prosecuted for it he's got a really funny mask isn't he yeah I saw I, I looked at Spring Hill Jack um, yesterday when I was looking for stories and I figured someone else would use them so I didn't go with him but like he was I saw like a, a, photo, a, a painting of a mob chasing him off and yeah like across the London Bridge yeah he's been seen up until 2012 and I think it's very interesting also I'll, I'll add to whoever's if listening if we ever cover anything and you want it more in depth uh, just let us know on the Twitter or Instagram if we will yes give us even more work to do that'll be fun free content Ash okay, free content yes and send it and Springhill Jack if you're listening uh, please do get in touch uh, yes we'd love to have you on the show you haven't been out in 8 years so um, we'd think... love to see you I'm retired I think we should have Jack on the Olympic team <laughs> if, he, if he can jump 10 metres he's going a long jump <laughs> 100% I always got Springhill Jack mixed up with Jack the Ripper I did read because they're both the same time period. They're both Victorian yeah, London. I did read he was just before, and they were terrified of this Jack. And then it was like another Jack took the crown. Yeah, so I thought uh, for the longest time, it's only until recently I, re- I discovered there were two separate entities. That I thought they were the same. I didn't know about them until recently. I learned it from, from of Spring Hill Jack in an episode of Primeval, where they went back in time to Victorian London. It was actually a Velociraptor killing people, and they called that Spring Hill Jack. And I was like. Oh. I think that's the most um, likely theory, personally, because I've lost a raptor in London. I think it's it's just a, a very eccentric guy. A lot of things were saying that it was a very rich guy who was able to buy weird suits. And mm. I, I guess he's like a Robert Downey, not Robert Downey, Iron Man of their age, because he can jump 10 feet. Yeah, and shooting fire isn't that hard in Victorian London, especially. You get a bit of weed, woof! Yeah, true. Not weed, mead, sorry. Yeah, a bit of a, you get any alcoholic beverage. Fire shooters have been around for well, that's about since Victorian times, yeah. yes. for a, quite a while. Romania, Greek fire. Fire was quite an interesting topic during the Victorian times, so because they <laughs> believed in fire a lot, but they thought fire, basically in the house, if the fire turned blue, their dead relative was in the house with them. Huh. All right, that's what they used to believe. Stasio again. That's a new one. I didn't know about that. And Charles Dickens wrote about it in his books. 
Um, uh, Charles my, Dickens did like his ghosts. My favourite uh, Charles Dickens stories is the Doctor Who one. That's what I was thinking of, the gif. The that, gif. That's that must be where the story comes from. Cause like, the blue ghost. Yeah, yeah. That, that episode must be based on that. when someone says you can't make it up you, you literally can you yeah. can make anything up yes my turn yeah right so my last story is black Alice. she is a witch craig calm down yeah really fond of the word anise aren't you anise black oh. Alice. yeah I yeah i was just trying all right so got another witch who likes to kidnap children and and she so, we've got a witch, she likes to kidnap children. Uh, she has a cave in Dane Hills called, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's just called Black Anise Cave. Originally? Yeah. Uh, and she, what she does, she leaves her clay, cave at night, climbs into people's windows, and snatches people from, uh, people from their beds. And so the village, or the cottages, I don't think there's any villages at the time, just cottages mainly around, had a bit, a little meeting, and they decided how they best, uh, Deal with this extreme evil, and I and I've written a little one-man play about how Black Alice reacted to this. Of course, <laughs> Ash, I think you should be a filmmaker. I am a filmmaker. You should do a media. <laughs> oh yeah, <degree. laughs> I, am a, I should do a media degree, shouldn't I? <laughs> should do some creative media, write some movies. I should do a horror film about the Yeti. That'd be good. Well, don't, I still want to see that. So. So, Black Alice is walking along, going up to a cottage, get, licking her lips, sharpening her knife and forks. La 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 la. Welcome to town, going to grab myself some kids to eat. This is the voice that scared the children, by the way. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> what was this? This window is tiny. I can only fit one arm in the window. The child is now on the bed watching the arm flail about in the window. <laughs> Black Alice, you big nerd. My mum and dad made the window small, so now you can't get me and eat me. <laughs> That's right. Cottages in the countryside. <laughs> can't just swiftly move on from that. <laughs> started being built with small windows, so she could only fit one arm in. Presumably, a, a hench lumberjack dad would be standing on the other side of the wall with an axe, waiting to cut it off. But there's no reports of Black Alice ever losing any arms. She's like a lizard, just me frozen. <laughs> right, Greg? This is the voice yeah. I was, I was practising in the mirror one time, and it made my sister and her friend cry. This is why you were drunk, yeah? This was while I was drinking a lot of gin. <laughs> I was doing my potion mixing with gin. That's her at the door now. Well, we got pretty small windows here. Well, I can fit through them, yeah. but she's been eating kids all day, so. Yeah. She's fun because she kidnaps kids, take them out to the cave, so the kid's like, <laughs> she's like, Hello, small child! Would you like a licorice? Come out to my cave! And, she, and the kid's like, Oh, that sounds trustworthy. Kids in those days are just stupid. I know. Natural selection, that's all I'm gonna say. Come to my cave! Um, so she, once she got back to the cave, she'd drink the kids' blood, eat their flesh, and hang their skins out. That's why she can't fit through the window. She's eating too much of them. Mm. Eat too many kids. And also, she's going for the ones who want the sweets, the fat ones. Yeah, exactly. 
So she dried the kids' skins on the trees outside and made skirts out of their... Now I feel pretty! Um, out of their clothes. Sound possessed. <laughs> Sound like they're conjuring too. Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah, that... My name is Bill Wilkins! <laughs> the kid. Yeah. I'm 74 years old and I earn you in the chair. Oh, my throat. Fuck. This is the voice when I came in that day saying I've hurt, really hurt my throat doing that stupid voice. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, um, so basically, it is understood that Black Alice used a cave to hide from the sun. So because she, it's believed she came out in the sun, she turned to stone. So she's the Grinch. She sounds more like a troll to me than, the, than, a, than a witch. Yeah. Because that's what trolls, that's a, that's a troll thing. If they come out in the sun, they turn to stone. So, and trolls eat kids, so it's Black Alice. So, there you go. Snowstone on turn, uh, fans. Black Alice isn't a witch, she's a troll. What's your what's your theory behind all this? She's... They wanted... I guess is... I've got a dark theory, which is there was a kid killer. At the times, you know. Yeah. And then a theory of they don't want their kids wandering off into, strange, into the woods with strangers. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but it got so scary they started building their windows small so that, like something like that so they can only get an arm in so at it's... some point I think what would be cool is to there's a lot of German ones like this but their ones are a lot more like terrifying yeah they're, but yeah. they're quite interesting because it is very similar to a lot of our myths yeah but obviously it, it's German so it's more extreme I think um, myths a lot get take um, get taken from place to place yeah so, um, like the Mothman thing. Like the Mothman, people see that and go, "Oh shit, let's take that." But and then you look at England with the rest of Europe, and the amount of times we've invaded each other shit. and taken each other's cultures you can and see this. the influence across the world. Yeah, like the Norway invades here, and suddenly we've got dragons. That was a yeah. that was a Viking thing originally. Werewolves were originally lichens, which were a Viking thing, which we nicked from them, and then we've got black shark and werewolves. Look at how that spread. Yeah. Every other, every country in Europe has a has a dragon story. Like they, they flip flop from place to place. It's pretty interesting yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, witches in the woods are probably just stories they tell their kids not to go wander off in the woods. The same way they say there's a witch in the river, don't go swimming in the river. Which just probably just parents are worried about their kids going swimming. You right? Yeah, I just I just love the fact that the uh, olden time parents just if this was made up to stop kids from running away or something yeah it's just such a weird weird way of doing it just just tell your kids just, just don't be stupid you'll, you'll <laughs> probably get eaten by a wolf or something yeah in russia it's like behave or the baba yaga will get you baba which is yaga. baba yaga it's the man who kills the fucking baba yaga uh, oh, I watch John Wick now. <laughs> it's just their version of the boogeyman boogeyman yeah. kids are misbehave and it's easier to say when you say that river's dangerous, don't jump in that river. My first thought is, I want to jump in that river now. Yeah. If you say a terrifying story of a water hag that's going to drown you and eat you. Yeah. I guess it's similar to Santa, though. Because that's just... Yeah, he won't it, give you presents. Um, sorry if, if Ed was listening, but uh, Santa is real. But um, <laughs> the um, like the whole thing, that's just to make you behave. Yeah. Uh, in it. Oh, it's okay. I'm sorry to break it to you. And Santa's another thing that was stolen from Vikings. Yeah. The, that was the Winter Soldier, Solstice. Mm. And then it was uh, adapted, wasn't it? Yeah. And then you've got Krampus, which is... So cool. Evil Santa. I haven't seen that movie. No, no, right. Apparently it's very good. <laughs> so it's just... 
a lot of myths and legends and it's one one of the many rants I was having to Craig about why we even started the podcast in the first place is saying everything started somewhere and it started from something yeah there's a lot of different avenues we can take with this player yeah and that's what I really look forward to seeing uh, how that works out that was my last story I think everyone's done now yeah I think we are alright Dave thank you for joining me lads Um, this has been No Stone Unturned thank you everyone for listening we hope you have a great day and I hope there's not annoying staticky noise every time someone moves the table (laughs) Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>